the Dark Horse Podcast will provide you with the methods and mindset to achieve your goals both inside the gym and out. This is your source for non-biased, accurate, and actionable information and tips surrounding fitness, nutrition, and ways to stay disciplined. I'll help you cut through the noise of the fitness industry and get straight to what you need to excel and grow. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome everyone back to the Dark Horse Podcast. My name is Brandon. I will be your host. Thank you so much for joining the conversation today. Um, today we're going to be discussing four ways that you can develop a vice-like grip. Uh, grip is very important in <clears throat> not just increasing your overall strength and your, your main lifts, right? Your squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press. It will absolutely drive those numbers up. There's also uh, a lot of data coming out as of the last maybe four or five years indicating the correlation <clears throat> between having a strong grip and life expectancy or longevity or just general health as you age. Uh, basically, what they're finding is people who have a powerful, strong grip tend to live longer and tend to age better, especially in the 70s and 80s, uh, than people who have kind of a kind of weak hands and don't can't really can't even open a jar. So before we get started, uh, there are a couple of assumptions I'm going to make here. Uh, again, today's episode, we have four ways you can increase your grip strength. I'm not going to start number one by saying you need to do farmer's carries. I'm assuming you're already doing farmer's carries. And I'm also not going to say you need to do pull-ups because I'm assuming you're already doing pull-ups or chin-ups, which, whichever you prefer to use or to say or do. Uh, I'm assuming you're doing those things. I'm also not going to say that you should squeeze the dumbbells, kettlebells, or barbells as you're lifting them in your current and existing training. I'm not going to use those as talking points because, again, I'm assuming you're already doing those. If you are not doing those three things, the farmer's carries, the chin-ups, and squeezing the implement you're lifting with every rep you perform, you need to start there. That's a great place to start. If you're not currently doing that, make sure you do so, and then maybe you can implement some of the things I'm going to be discussing today. So <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my voice, man. Last episode in this one too. So again, four topics we want to talk about today. The first two are going to be strategies or, uh, you know, kind of angles that you can use in your existing training. The last two are going to be specific exercises for you to try to incorporate. All right. So we're just going to jump right into this. So again, assuming you're already doing farmer's carries, you're already squeezing implements as you lift them, whatever you're lifting, and assuming you're already hitting um, your chin-ups, <clears throat> I want you to start with hanging from a bar. And I know this sounds incredibly basic, and I know this may get written off. However, just, just hear me out on this. Don't just hang with an overhang grip, all right? Alternate and mix your grip. So let let's say... And, and when I say hang, I mean actual dead body weight from a bar, okay? Number one, it's a great way to pull traction through the shoulders and, and upper back. So <laughs> kind of a hidden benefit of doing that. But again, specifically for grip strength, <clears throat> you want to hang overhand as in a pull-up grip. You also want to hang underhand, which lots of people overlook. Number one, it's just a different grip position. So you write it, uh, uh, sidebar real quick, even though I'm, I'm just getting started. Guys, if you want to be strong, you need to be strong from different angles, using different methods, and from different variations, okay? This is true in what I'm talking about today. It's also true in, in any lift, right? People who are really, really strong, they're not only strong under certain circumstances. They're strong all the way around, okay? So 
back to the topic at hand. So when you do your dead hang, try to go for time. Okay. Try to start at 30 seconds. Okay. And you can build up from that. You know, if you get 30, you can go to 45, you can go to 60, you can go to 92 minutes. I mean, you can go as far as you want with this. <clears throat> you need to hang in a, in a pronated grip, meaning a pull-up grip. So overhand, right? So your palms are facing away from you. You also need to hang in a chin-up grip. So underhand, right? Where your palms are facing towards you. You also need to hang in a mixed grip. It's basically like a commando grip uh, where, so if I'm standing, just imagine me standing under a pull-up or a chin-up bar, instead of me just reaching up and grabbing the bar, right? The gra- the bar would, would be width-wise across my body, right? If I were going to do that. If I just walk under a bar and put my hands up to grab it, the bar is going to be width-wise. Instead of grabbing from that position, rotate to your left or your right, it doesn't matter, and reach up and grab the bar with a mixed grip, meaning rotate to your right or left, reach your hands up. One hand is going to be on top of the other, right? One hand is going to be beneath the other, and you're going to grab the bar that way. The bar should be traveling now lengthwise and not widthwise. So basically what this allows you to do is you can really identify if you have one arm that's a little bit stronger than the other and the other one not so much. It can help bring that out so you can know that and you can work to build that strength. Also, it's a great way to do um, a pull-up or a chin-up variation, right? So when you, I want you to start just by hanging from the bar in this position, but know as you get stronger, as you develop your grip, you can also hit chin-ups here. These are called commando chin-ups. Again, you may see them called different things. I mean, the internet's pretty wild, but so put your hands in this position and hang in that position as well. This is something a lot of people will overlook uh, when they see, see dead bar hangs on, on a program or, you know, people discussing it in forums or whatever. They're just assuming they mean overhand only. Uh, don't, don't assume that, right? Hang from all different positions. Um, you can even build up, man, I, I've seen people work at this and they've gotten to where they can hang dead body weight from a bar with one hand. Uh, that That's pretty, that's pretty impressive, I, I must say. So, First thing we're going to do, again, the first strategy or approach is a hang from a bar, right? We've mentioned the three different grip positions we can use. We can, we can go for time. You can alternate the time. You can increase, decrease the time based on your fatigue, whatever you want to do. A couple of notes about this. Do not let the bar travel to the end of your fingers, okay? This is important. When I'm hanging, I want to hang with like the, the bar in the meat of my hand, right? The palm of my hand down around um, where you would get calluses from lifting with a barbell, okay? That's where you want the bar to be. You don't want that bar to, as, as you get tired, right? As the bar starts slipping, maybe you're sweaty. You don't want that bar to roll or technically your hands to travel down and slip off the bar a little bit. You don't want that bar to be in the very end of your fingertips because this is gonna put a ton of stress on the inside of your elbow, and you can actually test this for yourself right now. Just hold your hand up to like a 90 degree position, right? Where your elbow is out beside your shoulder, your elbow is bent to 90 degrees. If you wiggle or move your ring finger, if you put your hands down low on your forearm, almost near your elbow, you'll be able to feel those muscles moving and twitching and contracting and relaxing. So if you're hanging with all of your body weight on the tips of your fingers, all of that stress is going down to that elbow which leads to a lot of elbow problems. People get tendonitis. They don't want to do bar work anymore. So side note with that is make sure you're hanging from the actual meaty part of your hand and grip that bar as tight as you can and hold for as long as possible. If the bar starts traveling, your hand starts slipping down, 
So the bar ends up at the end of your fingertips. Just come off the bar, cut the set, revisit it later. Okay. As far as when the plug hangs in, the great thing about these, man, you can do these in your warm up. You can do these between your sets. You can even do these as a finisher at the very end of your workout. Anywhere you want to plug and play is fine. You're not really going to overtrain by <laughs> by hanging from a bar, you know. Uh, so again, you can put these in as much as you want, wherever you want. Uh, try to go for time. Try to really, really get mentally dialed in to just suffering for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. You know, whatever it is. And as it, the more you do these, you'll be surprised at how fast you can progress and hang for longer. It, it really, it really doesn't take uh, too long. So that's point number one is to just hang from a bar in different grip positions for different amounts of time and at different points in your training or in your workout. Point number two is going to be to use either an axle bar or a fat bar, and I realize not everyone has access to that. Or you can order a set of fat grips. Uh, so if you don't know what fat grips are, uh, basically they're just chunks of rubber uh, in a cylindrical shape and they wrap around pretty much any set of dumbbells or or a bar or, or a uh, barbell or a pull-up bar or anything like that. They will wrap around that and create a, a bigger, thicker grip point for you. <clears throat> it pretty much simulates an axle bar is pr pretty much what it does. It turns whatever bar you're currently or implement you're lifting with into roughly uh, an inch and three quarter to a two inch uh, diameter. So it's just a bigger, thicker uh, grip position for you to grab. So if you do this, if you do this, make sure you use fat grips for rows, curls, carries, bench press, overhead press, and deadlift. Deadlift's going to come at a caveat. Uh, me personally, uh, if you are using these everywhere else in all the exercises I just mentioned, uh, I may not use them in a, on a deadlift because most people's legs are the strongest muscles in their body, right? Most people's <clears throat> deadlift is much higher than any of their other lifts. So you don't want your grip to be the limiting factor in your deadlift. If you are training grip and all of these other ways that I'm going to talk about today, it doesn't really matter if you use fat grips or an axle bar for deadlifting. It really doesn't because if you're getting grip training in other areas across, you know, if you're, if you're getting it in, in other areas of your programming, you're going to be fine. The fact that you don't do or don't deadlift, you know, with a, a thicker implement, it, it's not really going to make that much difference if, if you are using it in other places in your programming. Okay. So if you're getting grip training in other areas, you don't have to sweat the deadlift quite so much. <clears throat> When you, when you do implement this though, say you order some fat grips or you order an axle bar or, or whatever, whichever route you decide to go, uh, <clears throat> make sure you implement this slowly and progressively. Okay. The same way you wouldn't just go from sitting on the couch to just some crazy, intense, brutal workout. You certainly don't want to just start, you know, gassing the, <laughs> the grip training right out of the gate. Okay. Start with a set of exercises, right? So say I'm doing five sets of a bench press right? And I got my fat grips. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to use the fat grips on that one exercise for all five sets that day. And I'm just going to see how my hands and forearms feel after that. Okay. If they feel okay, and I'm pretty recovered going into the next workout, I can plug and play a little bit more. Right. Uh, but if I'm going into my next training session and my grip and my hands and my forearms are still a little bit achy, then I know that, you know what I mean? I might need to back it down a little bit. Maybe I need to take it, you know, a little bit extra rest or, you know, work it out somehow through some, um, uh, you know, uh, active recovery or something like that. Uh, foam rolling, uh, you can barbell smash, but 
Make sure you implement these slowly and intelligently. Uh, again, a little bit of a good thing is a still a good thing. Uh, too much of a good thing, uh, not not so good anymore. So just go off your own body's feedback and your own body's recovery and ability to bounce back and be ready for the next session. Okay. So point number one is going to be hang from a bar. Again, different lengths of time at different points in your workout. Number two is going to be implement some sort of a fat grip training, right? Whether it be using actual fat grips, uh, again, just rubber attachments or uh, use an axle bar or a fat bar. Uh, either way, guys going to get the same result. Okay. So the next two points I want to discuss are actual exercises. And I feel the reason they're in here is because I feel that they're superior in terms of their ability to develop a grip and it develop an, an insanely strong crush strength, um, in your hands. So number three is going to be if you're doing chin-ups and again, you should be doing chin-ups, you should be doing towel chin-ups. So take towels, throw them over the pull-up bar, <clears throat> grab them and pull yourself up. It's not, you know, really nothing crazy extravagant or, or intensive here. When you do this, your hands are forced to grab the towel and create crush strength. And you're also going to have to rotate your wrist. So your forearm and even into your bicep is going to get a really, really, really good pump. Okay. So all these muscles are going to be hit incredibly hard when you do this. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta kind of put this out there. Make sure the towel you're going to use can actually hold you. Okay. Uh, the fact I got to say this is a little, a little sad, but, uh, if you're someone who has, you know, most, you know, generally speaking, most females have smaller hands than males. Uh, but if you're a female or if you're a guy who just happens to have small hands, make sure you use, you know, you could probably get by with using like a hand towel or something of that size. However, if you have bigger hands or you're a bigger guy or a bigger girl, or you just don't, you know what I mean? If you put the towel on there and you just don't feel good about hanging from it, please don't hang from it, man. Like if you put it up there and you go to load that bar, right? You, you pick your feet up off the ground and really get ready to do your, your set or your reps. If you hear the bar, like, you know, stretching and, you know, popping and tearing and stuff, please, please get off the bar and just get a bigger towel. Again, I don't, can't believe I got to say this, but I do. Understand that the bigger towel that you get, yes, is going to be more sturdy. And yes, it's probably going to be able to support your weight better, but there's a trade-off there. It's also going to be more taxing on your grip. Okay. So expect that and anticipate that. And if you have never done towel pull-ups before, again, they can be incredibly humbling. Okay. So if your numbers drop from what you typically get, don't be concerned with it. They will build back up over time as your grip strength, your forearms and your biceps strengthen all of those numbers will come back up and you'll be able to do just as many towel chin-ups as you can standard chin-ups from a hanging bar. Okay, so that was talking point number three. Number four is going to be a plate pinch hold, okay? So you're going to need a set of iron plates here. I mean, you can do it with rubber ones, but it just doesn't work as well. Uh, grab a set of iron plates. You're going to need a set of tens and a two and a half or a single five. <clears throat> what you're going to do here is take the two tens, turn them smooth side out, put the two and a half or the five in between the two tens, and then you're going to take your hand and pinch them or press them together and lift them up. Okay. When you do this, you want to make sure that whatever plate you have in the center of the two tens, make sure that it's up at the top, even 
with the other plates. All right. So you don't, you don't want to line up the holes on this one, right? The holes, like you slide the, the plate onto the barbell, you don't want to line them up. You want the, the middle plate to be the outer ridge of all three plates to be even at the top of your hand, if that makes any sense. If you put that plate in the center of everything, the chances of you being able to hold it for longer than a few seconds, pretty, pr pretty low, especially just starting out. Okay. So all the plates need to be up near your hand. You're going to pinch right? The two plates together with the one plate in the center and you're going to hold, make sure the smooth sides of the outside plates are facing out. So that's what your fingers are on. Uh, if you have like the, the stamped or the imprinted, uh, sides facing out, it's a lot easier to hold and grab because you have, you know, you have something to grab and hold on to. The slick sides are going to make it incredibly difficult. Okay. So now with this, now that you, you've got your pinch plate exercise working, couple of options here. You can either just, just stand there and hold them for time, or you can carry them, right? You can do start doing some, some walks with them and things like that. Or if you, if you really want a brutal, uh, finisher, uh, you can hit lateral raises with your plate pinch. Um, that is, that is really, really tough. Uh, <clears throat> when you, when you do this, uh, make sure you keep your wrist angled down, right? So if you're going to do these lateral raises with your plate pinch, don't lift so that the plates are coming up and even right with your forearms. You want your wrist angled down. So you're constantly fighting gravity, pulling those plates down. I hope, I hope I'm communicating that clearly. I hope it makes sense. So <clears throat> we got our four points, right? We're going to hang from a bar, different grip positions, different lengths of time at different points in our workout. Next up, we got implementing fat grip training via either an axle bar or fat bar, or just order a set of fat grips. Uh, I mean, you can find anything on Amazon nowadays. Uh, so I would probably start there. I may even, I may even try to put a link to, to some of these items in the, um, in the description box or in the, in the, uh, show notes. <clears throat> So number one, hang from a bar. Number two, use fat grips. Number three, hit towel pull-ups. Definitely, definitely, definitely give those a shot. Those are incredible at developing, again, just brutally strong grip, forearm, biceps, at, at everything. Number four is going to be a plate pinch hold. And again, you can do this as a standard hold for time. You can walk with this, with these, or you can perform lateral raises. Um, one, one little sidebar about number four or one little sub note about point number four, the plate pinch hold, uh, for whatever reason, if you don't have iron plates and all you have is bumpers or, or whatever, something else you can do is take a set of dumbbells, hex dumbbells, right? Um, the best ones are the old school iron dumbbells. You can do it with rubber. Uh, it's a little easier with rubber, but you, you'll still get work. Uh, you'll still get work pretty well. So take those dumbbells, put them over on their, on their side, pick them up by the bell end, right? So the hexagon weighted part of the dumbbell, pick them up by that. And again, only using your fingers. So your finger, your hands have to open up fairly wide to get around and down on that hex head and pick those dumbbells up. And again, you can either stand there and hold for time or you can carry them or you can perform lateral raises with them, overhead raises, just play with these and have fun with them. But if you don't have access to smaller iron plates, um, the hex head holds or the dumbbell holds, just hold by the hex part of the dumbbell. 
that's a really good alternate exercise for that one as well. Okay, so that's it. Um, that's four things to develop a vice-like grip. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, make sure you shoot me a, a message, a comment, an email. Let me know how it's going. If you put these into your training and you apply these into your current um, exercise regimen, again, reach out. Let me know how it's going. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, darkhorse.performance. I'm on Facebook at be a dark horse, or you can email me darkhorseperformance at yahoo.com. If you have any questions, make sure you send them to me. I'd love to answer them on the show for you. Until next time, be a dark horse. <laughs>